Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? From the bunker. My name is Arden Marine, and I am rocking 1970s hair. It's officially crossed over, but I am clean, which is more than I can say for my hair. I am so excited to be breaking down. I'm just going to now go by the iTunes Amazon count. It is episode 10 of the Juan Pablo season. If you are watching on Bachelor Archives, it is the Miami episode. Probably episode 7 would be my guess. I think you're three behind us. Um, okay, joining me is a man who texts me late at night and goes, what have I turned into? What did you do to me? Um, a man who who... I feel that I have actually had a chemical effect on him. Like his life has changed, not necessarily for the better. No. You might yeah. know him from iCarly. You might know him from Drake and Josh. You certainly do not know him from our program we were on together called Still the King. You definitely know him as Rookie of the Year. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Trainer. What have you Yay. done to me? Yeah. What have I become? Yeah. It is a chemical reaction. I am questioning my sanity, my yeah. manhood, my masculinity, my and intelligence, everything. But here's my question to you, Jerry. Has this madness given your quarantine structure? Yes. Yeah. Yes. When I start to get real nihilistic and yeah. weird yeah. and I haven't showered for a couple days, sure. I'll, I'll have this moment where I go, oh, i got to watch The Bachelor because we're recording this week. That's right. And that's then right. I shower, I clean up. Yeah. 
I do a couple crunches and maybe one or two push-ups. Um, I just, I, we're actually recording on Zoom today, so I can see Jerry. Um, it does not look like you've cut your own hair yet. It looks- no, I'm growing it out. Right. I'm just growing it. Your eyebrows look great. Your Thanks. facial hair is on point. I'm growing, I- I'm growing the eyebrows out. I know. I was. I know that Katie Levine is very upset about her eyebrows. Katie's on here. Katie, how are your eyebrows doing? Oh, they're a mess. It's horrible. I'm trying to keep them under control. It's just, yeah. And if the girl, I thought that was Andy who, Rooney down there. If the woman who does my eyebrows, like, I really don't want her to go out of business because she did such a good job, and I worry about her every single day. And I'm, I'm sure like, you'd be able to hunt her down and pay her to thread your brows in your house. Like, you doesn't really need a store. I can't bring someone into my house, though. No, 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 no. But I'm saying, well, I know, but you were saying you were worried she was going to go out of business. Yes. I'm just yes. saying you can help help her get back on her feet as if she has to restart her store. Yeah, that's true. We could we could talk about her all the time for, on the podcast to help her out. That's who true. is who is it? What's her name? Uh, Sita. Right She's on Colorado Boulevard. Let me see. I think it's just, yeah, it's just called Sita's Brows. How do you spell that? How do you spell S I T A? Great. All right. If, She's amazing. If it's if somebody's re-listening, it's not quarantine time, and you've got <laughs> brows the situation. Go to Sita's Brows at Colorado Boulevard. Um, also with us, a woman who looks incredible. I like to think of her. Like, is it Prefontaine? Is it, I, I feel like there's like a, like a sexy Jared Leto Prefontaine. Things are, it's like the, the German Jared Leto. <laughs> um, she's, who's also happens to be the Ken Burns of the Bachelor world. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Lori. Hi. You know, I have to say, I'm really impressed that you all are sitting up, unlike myself. Uh, I'm happy to be reclined and chatting with you today. Uh, Thanks so much for having me here. You, me, and Anna all wore the same glasses again, which is terrific. Yeah, can't see without them. Okay, I have two things to say before we get going. Lori sent a very cute video uh, today to me. Her adorable young daughter walked in and saw the rose ceremony and got all excited. She didn't understand that it wasn't scripted. She thought it was a TV show that I was acting on. She loved it. And she was so excited for me to be a part of the rose ceremony. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. She, uh, I think any excuse to watch television and she said it was very interesting yep. and she was looking forward to seeing you on it. Yes. I also have cut her hair and she has sobbed because I have never cut anyone's hair in, uh, my entire life. And so at least my hairdresser has a job after the quarantine ends. So Great. That. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you a hair question. So I've been doing quarantine braids should I just cut my own bangs or do I, is this an acceptable look for the quarantine? Do we feel okay about the 60s, 70s quarantine braids? I like it. Thumbs yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. All right. This, I'm, I'm sticking to this. I'm, it's like college it's hair. Hot. Okay, great. It's hot. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Looking I'm going to keep it. You oh, need wait. to be okay. at a roller rink right now. <laughs> I feel very sort of 70s roller rink version of Arden is the core. Is Arden, that, it's an all state. Get out there. <laughs> So Lori has gossip for us. Apparently, <laughs> this will be airing later, but this is the gossip. This is the Bachelor gossip. It'll be a little dated when you hear this, but Peter made a bunch of rounds of interviews oh, yeah. this week. You, you told you texted me that you had news for us. What is it, Lori? Well, uh, Peter and Kelly, as yeah. you probably know, are, uh, are, they seem like they're an item, although not a 
officially an item. They're quarantining together. He made the rounds. I don't know if everyone's bored, made the rounds on a lot of podcasts uh, this past week. And as you know, that is my bedtime material. I do not listen to this podcast before I go to bed because it does not put me to sleep because it's so titillating. Yes. Yes. I listen to the other bachelor podcasts and then it lodges into my brain as I sleep. So, uh, Peter talked a little bit about Madison, talked about, you know, the challenges their relationship faced, talked about Hannah Ann. Give me the hot goss. Give us like three details of hot goss. Okay. So what, what was interesting about Madison is, is after the final rose, they, uh, they, they chatted for an entire day and, you know, they determined that they wouldn't even be able to travel together because he travels a lot because if they would travel together and just be boyfriend and girlfriend, she didn't want to sleep in the same hotel room, even if they okay. were not doing anything. Um, she also apparently has given, given her blessing to Peter and Kelly. Okay. Uh, who he's quarantining with. I like Kelly. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so Kelly, you know, on a series of these interviews came out and, said, uh, you know, she felt she was too awkward for the season and that she couldn't quite understand why she liked Peter prior to filming and and during the filming, she was like, who is this guy? Like, I don't like this guy. And, uh, and so, but it it looks like they may have a... Why did she, why does she like him again if she didn't like him when she was filming? She thinks it was the producer manipulation. You said that she, they locked her in a closet? Uh, no, I think Anna sent that. Uh, I don't know if it, if she it was hyperbole or if they actually just you know put I baby. Think, in the I water. read that too. I think she she said that she got locked in a closet for three hours or something. Jesus, that's really <laughs> illegal. That's bad. If I remember correctly, she said something like the producers were manipulating him, and when she had a one on one date with him, she. He he looked pissed. He seemed yeah. like disinterested or something. I remember and she, that. And she was like, "What is wrong with you?" Like she said something like, "Can I speak freely? What's wrong with you?" Is this? And then she, she realized that the producers were sort of in her head or in his head. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. The whole locking in the closet. Like I, I don't understand the context of that, but apparently it was a situation where they didn't want her to see him, and so they were. It was that. Jerry, how do you feel about Kelly? I know. Are they still locked down together? Because he Kelly was scared. always one of my favorites of the season. Like, I just yeah. didn't understand. I didn't really love her, like, reclining on the park bench being yeah. like, wrap it up with the other ladies, Peter. Yeah. I'm right here. Like, it was a little arrogant. but I, I love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's like, we get it. I, but yeah. I, it did not um, disparage her in my mind. I liked her. And, uh, Anna, what do you think about... before? She's still out of Peter's league, by the way. Are they, you know, completely, he's, I, I had a dream about him the other day. I had a dream that I accidentally entered the mansion and then I was like, I have to lock you in a closet. For and like I locked you in the closet. Here's a question though, Lori, cause he seems to be very like much sort of, he doesn't seem to care about the quarantine. Are they actually still in the same apartment together? So it sounds like because he is an essential worker, he is flying a lot and he is living sort of. Uh, part-time in Chicago with Kelly and Dusty, Dustin, <laughs> and uh, part of the time with his family. So it sounds like, I mean, which is not actually quarantining people, uh, but he... Uh, it's, but he lives at home. That's where he lives. His, he lives yeah. at home. 
Well, that's right. But he, he was saying during uh, some of these podcasts that he actually, people made, made it a big deal and it wasn't a big deal for two reasons. One, he is v- rarely ever home to begin with. So he's always traveling. Um, so it's, you know, a few weeks out of the month or, or a week out of the month. It's not that big of a deal. And two, that, you know, it, people were denigrating Cuban culture where it's very natural for the, the kids to live with their parents for a while. So that was his MO this past week. All right. Anna, what do you think of all that? Um, I mean, it's, yeah, like Lori said, it's not really quarantining, but I mean, I'm glad they had, they found each other. I mean, I guess from the start, it looked like they really did have chemistry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, there was a reason he was so excited to see her when she showed up. Um, so I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad he found someone out of all this. Ne- it wasn't necessarily like the route we were expecting, but I, God, Madison sounds so uptight. What do you mean you don't stay in a hotel room? You could get a hotel room with two beds. Yeah. You have to sleep in the same bed. Yeah. That's just Yeah, awesome. look at Bert and Ernie. Jeez. I, you can, I think it's snuggle. Like you don't have yeah. to do it. You can spoon. I yeah. Well, I don't know. That I she it almost feels like she um really plays it up for just I don't even know. Like sometimes yeah. she'll she seems like so modern and then you'll be like, so should we go somewhere? And she's like, That's not okay. We can't travel together, people. Right. That's why, why go on the bachelor why go exactly. on the bachelor? <laughs> well you know that's that's uh, an interesting uh interview that uh she gave this or not she he gave this past uh weekend which of course i listened to as i was putting together a basketball hoop for my children because they're driving me crazy <laughs> <laughs> you're a good mom you're a good mom you're a good mom <laughs> oh uh so she so it was interesting. He was on uh, Rachel Lindsay's podcast. Who I I love Rachel Lindsay. Mm-hmm. She's so like normal and cool. Uh, and he actually is quite affable. Uh, he was saying that um, the the reason why the after the final rose was so awkward is that Madison said, uh, "Well, why don't we not meet?" after that filming where they were reunited, um, just so it's fresh for the camera. And and Rachel. Uh, validly pointed out that well that seems like a really strange thing if you wanted to pursue a, a relationship not like a show uh yeah a showman yeah and showmanship that you would meet before uh, reuniting again after the final rose but she wanted to like keep it fresh for the cameras yeah. so that made rachel rather suspicious you know in retrospect i feel like i like peter out of the whole bunch i can't what? yeah hannah yeah. Hannah Ann, she had a good last couple episodes. She is so painfully boring. And her social media feed is so boring. Uh, Madison is interested in just that she's hardcore evangelical, which is a little bit fascinating. Oh, not, you know, (laughs) whatever. Uh, But, you know, I would rather be trapped on an island uh, with Peter. Uh, Wow. Sorry. Can I just say Hannah Ann retweeted Mike Pence with like a heart and like prayer hands over something he tweeted. See, and I happened. was like, are you out of, like, it was something like him saying something that, you know, classic Mike Pence where you're like, well, okay, I don't know if that's factually correct. Uh, and also you're sending out your thoughts and prayers to all these like doctors while at the same time completely screwing them. Um, and then, then she like retweeted like, oh my God, Mike Pence. Oh. My God. And I was like, you idiot. Are you a Trump supporter? Oh, it was not good. Would you make out with Hannah and Jerry? Oh, yeah. 
Right. <laughs> hey, here we go. All right. I so would make out with Peter before I would head in. Oh, I would have not it. make out with Peter. And I am I am sporting a 1992 Ellen DeGeneres haircut right now, and that tells you how much I don't like them. Wow, that really does. That really does. Mm. All right, who's ready for the free skate? You guys ready? Yeah. Da, 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 it's the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. Okay, here we are. We're in Miami. Oh, I love being back. I get to go see my family. Camilla is the one I miss the most. He made it sound like a balloon as he drove up to see Camilla. He goes, yay! Ah! And he goes and he sees his family, and the ladies pull up to the Lowe's Miami Beach Hotel and run around like, oh, it's the Lowe's. Let's jump on the bed. We're at the Lowe's. And um, they got boxes from a company named Zinky. They're like, guys, guys, there's boxes. There's boxes, and then there's bikinis that nobody seems that interested in. They kind of hold up, and they never quite see again. And we find out um, that Charlene gets a one-on-one date. Jerry and Lori and Aaron's girlfriend is going out on a one-on-one date. Um, she's uh. not sure she's ready to introduce Juan Pablo to her family next week. Um, and... He knows that there's something different about her. He's telling his cousin that has the thick adult braces that there's something elegant and sophisticated, <laughs> that she's an Oprah singer. And uh, his cousin, who is so cute with the full adult braces, was hearing all about Charlene. It does make me like Juan Pablo, that he likes Charlene, that he sees that she's different and cool. I appreciate because there are a lot of just hot ladies. And he's got a great bunch of women. But I like the, the fact that he likes the sort of intellectual opera singer. That's the one that he's liked from day one. Thoughts, Jerry? Uh, 100% with you. To to be clear, we have heard sort of horror stories about Juan Pablo. Yeah. And we're on episode 10, and I'm not seeing it. I'm not like a huge Juan Pablo fan. The only thing I did He's kind of... What? I, I, the only thing I didn't like was how he handled the Claire Ocean thing. But aside from that, aside from yes. that, I'm not minding him. Like, quite I, honestly, I'm like, why did everybody, he was yes. the most hated Bachelor. And so far, I don't quite know why. That, that's my point. Is So far, like, nobody's perfect. Everybody's going to make mistakes along yeah. the way. But I'm not seeing this awful person that people have warned me about. Yeah, so, and, and when he sees his daughter and his family and he's talking to his brother and he's like, Charlene is so intellectual. She's so different. She's an <laughs> opera singer. I appreciate that about him, that he is really in, he, he's sort of reaching for the stars yeah. with, with, with the ladies. I agree with you. I'm watching the whole thing and I'm just thinking, okay, this is going to be the episode that I really hate Juan Pablo. And it's right. like, I like him better than most of the bachelors we've had recently. Uh, Lori, thoughts? Lori? Well, you know, I i mean, I certainly don't love him, but it is interesting watching it again and understanding sort of the impact of, of the external world upon your viewing experience. And he was getting a lot of negative attention because of his, you know, his homophobic comments. He made another oh. comment around... Uh, you know, uh, developmentally disabled individuals. What did he, he had, say? What he did he had, say? let me tell you. 
He said... Um, <laughs> She's got it pulled up. <laughs> uh, he... Uh, let's see. He said that... Um, okay, so, you know, at this time, of course, the slut-shaming of Claire, uh, he said there shouldn't be a gay bachelor, and then he mocked a mentally disabled individual in a tweet saying, quote, not every flower can save love, but a rose can. Not every plant survives thirst, but a cactus can. Not every retard can read, but look at you go, little buddy. This is not real. Hey, That's not wait, real. Who did he tweet this to? That's not this? real. That can't be real. Who is this? Real? And so, and That's so, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Wait a minute. What is prompted, that real? What prompted him to type that out? <laughs> and so, and so uh, as a result, um, during this time, you know, they pulled his gig from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Uh, they pulled... You know, he, they, they, they had to, ha- I guess, have a whole PR apparatus around him because he was making all of these stupid comments and he was, he was seen <laughs> sort of cavorting around with, with, uh, uh women. Um, and so. DJs, so was, models. I think at that time that he, uh, you know, I, I think between the, the, the slut shaming and this whole weird, uh, Madonna whore complex where he's talking about whether he's kissing people or not kissing them, using his daughter as sort of a pawn and all of that, yeah. uh, staring at people vacantly, not asking follow-up questions, talking in a sort of patronizing voice. I think all of that sort of led to a general well, I mean, by the yes, community. Being being insulated because we're just watching this in a bubble, Yeah, not knowing about, I mean... Those tweets are appalling. That's pretty bad. Who did That's he write pretty that? bad. Who did he write that to? I don't, I don't remember the... Like, I, I don't know if you know how Twitter works, Arden. You write it to the world. Why, yeah. why would he write that? I, I, I don't remember the context. I'm going to see if I can... I can uh, uh, but oh, look, I, Lori, I have a question for you. So, <laughs> did, so America sort of didn't like him because... So, so we're not... Expect, I'm not expecting, I shouldn't be expecting to see something occur on the show that makes me go, oh, there he is. It's all the stuff that happened outside of the show. Is it his after hours? It's both. No, no, no. So there's something coming still? Yeah, no, he, I mean, I I think a a certain component is, of course, um, all of the stuff I mentioned outside of the show, the, the Claire, the slut shaming of Claire, the using his daughter as sort of a a pawn for sort of uh, manipulating women. I mean, his hasn't, it's not good, but it's not been as bad as some other people. But, but then when you throw in all those tweets to it, you're like, oh, (laughs) Anna, Yeah, that's a real... Oof. Anna, do you remember any of this, Anna? Are are you aware in the back of your brain hearing about this? No, I don't remember. I remember hearing about him uh, disparaging the LGBTQ community, but I like I never heard about the rest. I don't think I was like reading enough online at the time about Juan Pablo. Like I just remember people being like, you know, he's a homophobe, and me being like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Right. It seems like he's got a vibe like that. You and I hadn't drank the Kool-Aid yet and gone yeah. so deep into the well. No. <laughs> I know. I wasn't like refreshing my Twitter feed at that time. Like, <laughs> let's find out. Katie, you watched it. Do you remember all these tweets? Um, I remember him saying like, there can never be a gay bachelor. I remember him saying, I remember him kind of like 
thinking that he slut shamed Claire. Like, do um, you remember him saying the R word? No, I don't remember that at all. Like at all. That's insane to me. Did and he delete that twi- tweet? He did. He he yeah. deleted it. You know, there was a retweet, and then he followed up with people try to be happy and enjoy jokes and sarcasm. And then he said, in Venezuela, the R word is used commonly and by no means is to offend anyone. No. Okay. And yeah. All and right. He said people need to travel more. All right. Uh, <laughs> there you go. He, he really sold me on Venezuela. <laughs> Welcome okay. to Venezuela, you retard. Ah! Get me back on the plane! Oh no, Peter's the pilot! <laughs> and Dustin is the second in command. Okay. Kelly, so we have- bring me some bags of peanuts. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god, Hannah Ann! Okay, so we have uh, Juan Pablo. Um, he's so. Chelsea is really, really hoping to get a one-on-one. She's she's really hoping, and then it shows up. Juan Pablo shows up in person. He loves having a surprise to the ladies. He loves giving it to them himself. I have a surprise for you. Oh, Charlie, this is for you. And then um, come see my city, S-E-A. You've got 10 minutes. And she was like, what? Are you For the look on her face was almost like when he gave her the first impression rose. Just shocked and stunned. <laughs> Not that into it. Um, and so then Claire was like, wow, I don't get it. I mean, what's her problem? She should be thankful. She should be thankful. Jerry, you hate Claire. Take the field. Go. I, this this was a great episode because <laughs> so much came to light. Charlene doesn't like this guy. I get it. I, I've, I, I know the experience of being physically attracted to someone and having that chemistry and just no cerebral connection. I, I understand that. But like, she's on the fence. If she's on the fence, there is no fence. The answer is no. You need to go home. So this whole moment, where she gets on the yacht and they, and she's they keep cutting to her and she's like I just don't know I just don't know it's like yes you do and she's like there's this little voice in my head that's saying this isn't right I'm like that voice is screaming at you and has been from the beginning yeah I think I said on an, another episode I was like she is forcing this she's like really trying hard and she has been from the get go no she but now has it's, been- she has been since she got the first impression rose. Right. But now it's go time. It's game time. And and she's making the mature decision that Okay, wait, we're not there yet. We're, we're not, not there, there yet, but but she's but she's contemplating do I stay or do I go because she's not right or, or because she doesn't know if this feels right. And the contemplation is like coming to a head and and needed to. Yeah. Yeah. What's your question? I was saying, I, I was giving you the floor because you hated Claire, oh. actually. <laughs> Claire. Oh, oh, that's right. But, I mean, Claire. Claire we angry. talked about it last time about how Claire is like a can I speak to the manager person. <laughs> she is, when they were in the limo, just going to the hotel, and she's, she has this look on her face. It is a mask. And it is d- desperation and cr- craziness and, like, neediness and like do you think we're gonna meet his family or hey hey guys what do you think's gonna happen <laughs> and it's just like uh claire relax like just chill and be real yeah which 
that comes into play later, the whole be real thing. I just don't think Claire is a real person. And, and, I, and I don't see the attraction at all. All right, we'll get there. Okay, so Charlene gets a thing. She's an <sighs> Oprah singer. So she goes and she's like, well, um, I'm missing the mental component. Um, and then she, all the girls are upset that, that uh, Charlene got it. Chelsea's confused why he's so into her. Um, and so uh, she, they're like, she's an anomaly. Um, and so Charlene is conflicted, you know, about being together or why am I here? Um, she's like, maybe we don't get each other. Sometimes I feel like we get each other, but maybe I don't get each other. So then they're snuggling and she's sort of, they're on the big yacht and she's staring off and he goes, relax. She goes, I I can't relax. She goes, do I seem uptight? And he goes, just look into my eyes. She goes, I'm having a deja vu. It's just like the soccer deja vu. You're trouble. You must look in the mirror and go, good God, I'm trouble. And then, she, but then she's so attracted to him that she starts making out with him and says, I'm so surprised by how attracted to him I am. You know, is this a Canadian kiss or is this a German kiss? Laurie, take the field. Charlene, go for it. <laughs> oh, I thought you wanted me to weigh in on Canadian kisses and German kisses. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you are German. Jawohl. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, what's interesting about Charlene, and she still has my heart, along with uh, Chelsea and Renee, um, she basically thinks that he's a big dummy, and he just wants him to woo her brain. Uh, so it's it's more of the same from Charlene. I think she's absolutely terrific. I, she's too good for this show mm-hmm. and i can't wait to tell you about her later oh. on <laughs> you can see that he jangles her chemicals you can see i know he is like just jonesing for it she anna, really is anna what do you think she seems she's so attracted to him she, yeah she's definitely horny for him but i do horny. think she's starting to realize he's a bit of a yeah. yeah like i think she's starting to be like i mean you're real hot and i wouldn't mind tabbing that but i don't think she wants to like i think she's realizing like oh this is just like this is just my chemicals are jangled like you always say it's not like a life like i'm not trying to marry you like my and feelings this, aren't there and this is on tv exactly yeah. and you're gonna propose to me and <laughs> the whole I'm gonna the be whole here. meeting my parents thing is oh, sending yeah. her yeah spiraling yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, you're not meeting my parents. Like, no you, way. You, you could meet my hotel room. You can't meet my parents. <laughs> Watching her mental hopscotch to avoid saying you're too dumb for me is was is fascinating to watch. Yeah, yeah. And oh, she yeah. just starts kissing him. It's like, do you think when she saw the yacht, she was like, oh no, there's not going to be enough distractions out there on the water. <laughs> well, she did say, when we kiss, our issues just disappear. The chemistry is through the roof. I mean, he yeah. is irresistible. Um, and then she's like, look, I, tr- I she goes, I'm like a nurse. I travel all. Over. Oh no, the, oh sorry, I say this. The Nikki is trashing her back at the hotel room, basically trashing any. I hate when they, when on this show, there's a track record of shaming women with ambition and big careers. Not necessarily the lawyers. Some of the lawyers get away with it, but they're like, oh, she works a lot. She travels a lot. She's not going to give up her career or move to Miami. Like, so Andy and Nikki are just throwing shade about 
like, ooh, she wouldn't. It's like, well, you like both of you like your careers. Would you want to give up being a lawyer or a nurse? Like, it's, like why? Can I play devil's advocate to you, Arden, right there? Yes, yes. They, what else are they going to talk about? They're competing against each other. I don't feel like her, it was like personal shade. She wasn't yeah. saying like, she's a bitch or something like that. She was just like, I, I think they were justifiably confused how her life fits with his life. Yes, they feel like their woman, life very seamlessly does. You've never seen The Bachelorette, though. As a woman, it's never like, would Robbie give up his career as a broker to move? Like, it's always like, she would, she's but selfish. But we're doing that. We did that. We're doing that with Maddie. We're going like, what are you even doing on The Bachelor? Like, your life doesn't fit here. Yeah. But I, but there's there's a history on the show of people being upset that the women won't give up their careers to move. Well, I don't know about that history, Arden. Okay? <laughs> You're doing great. What's on your mug, Lori? It's uh, designed by my daughter. Hey, great. It's a heart. Is it Juan Pablo? <laughs> it's, it's Juan Pablo and Arden. <laughs> there she that's is. Our, pretty much. That's from our rose ceremony. Yeah. So then they go... So then By the way, Arden, was that yes. the moment where you kind of turned on Nikki right there? I've turned on Nikki episodes past where Nikki would go, <gasps> with like, I turned on Nikki when she said, well, I, um, when she goes, I mean, I could go on a group date and not get a rose. And then she goes, who am I kidding? That would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that shit that she's such an asshole and stuff like that. That's like, let's say I don't get, I mean, please, obviously I'm getting the rose. Like. She's such a, it's things that there's a camera on you. You're a pretty baby nurse. It's so easy to not say that. Like, why not just not say that? It just, you can think it, just don't say it out loud. I don't like Mickey. Okay. So, so then um, they have, so then they have another date at night and they're like, and he's like, asks her, like, would you? Great dress. Oh my God. She looks fantastic. I actually went, did they? Did she pack that dress? Yeah, she looks. Who? Who? Uh, who Charlene, on the Charlene. Oh yeah, you know, I I actually never noticed this stuff, but I was watching with my wife last night, and she she said, well, "Look at that dress." Yeah. Look, what color she was looked, it? It was it like was peach, w- or it was like off white or cream, or <laughs> it was like it was she like was, lavender. She yeah. was stunning. And he goes, "I think a lot about Charlene, the Oprah singer." And she goes, "I want to address that." I have put my job before all else, but I like change and I'm good with change. Change is good. Uh, and then, and then I have to say, I like that he likes her. There's a non-answer change. So that, change is good. What so does that, that mean? <laughs> so then they were kissing in the water for a long time. She goes, look, it's been a long time since I clicked in this way. And then they were on the boat and they were having dinner. And she was like, there's chemistry so bad that it's like a flicker in my heart. There's like, but I'm missing the mental connection. I need to find out if it's there tonight. It isn't. It is absolutely not there. <laughs> he ha- he says, I can't, he had two, he has two things that he says that I just create my gag reflex. This on the boat where he goes, he's, he constantly says, I like it. Or I like that. I like that. And it's like, well, we get it. We get you like that. Now expand on that thought, you dumb dumb. And then la- the week before in New Zealand, he's like, you know, you're one of my special ones. That and was I'm just awful. like, what is, who is this 
I know. Serial killer. No, but yeah. one of my that, special ones. That felt like that felt yeah. like a cult leader with the moms. The moms yes. special ones. I didn't like that. Uh, I didn't like so that. gross. So yeah. gross. Anna, yeah. what do you think of the special ones? He the way I mean, yes, clearly there's a language barrier, but he his accent, uh the way he like says certain things, it I think it he sounds like cornier because he'll be like, that is so special. I don't know. I feel like he would be, to me, so much sexier if he was just speaking Spanish. <laughs> I would just yeah. be like, just speak Spanish. We'll throw some subtitles. We'll get you a translator because um, he doesn't under, like certain concepts. He like, he just doesn't know what they are because he, he, he wasn't born and raised in America. So like, I think he's doing his best, um, but I do feel like sometimes he comes off cornier because of the language barrier. And it's like, we can't do anything. That's just the unfortunate way things go. I've always said about my dad, who's like an engineer and has like people working underneath him, but then he has the thickest English accent where I'm like, how do people, like, how do people take him seriously when he's like, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, but you're like a boss and, and. You're you when you sound so smart when you're speaking in Farsi, but like you speak in English and and people look down on you because of your accent. And it's like it's just like our forever thing where we're like, I don't know about this guy, he sounds weird, I don't know what he's talking about. It's like, yeah, he just doesn't speak English. It's so it is amazing. I I like the fact that ABC had somebody as The Bachelor, like that's exciting. And I hope they do something like that again, like, yeah. That feels a little progressive, and then he starts tweeting. Shit. Yeah, but then he just like, says <laughs> he says things that make him sound like a fool, and we're all like, um, "Yeah, huh. it's tricky." I get, yeah, and I he's get really, it. and he's he says other things, you know, to, just to sort of piggyback off what Jerry says is that he says things like, "You've been thinking a lot." And, and it, it, it's always really patronizing. Um, and, and we, we have heard it's, uh, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I don't like, you know, I know people like to mock him by saying it's okay. I don't know. It feels a little strange to me, but um, he, there, there's some sort of tone behind his words whispers. that feels a little me. bit look at insulting me. in a way. Look at me. Yes. Me. Yeah, I like at, this thing about me. you. You've been Look thinking. Look at me. Don't you cry one. for me. I'll be so mad at you. Yeah, put the me. lotion in the basket. Yes. All of those things he's saying. Yeah. I, like, I like you impress me. You, oh, yeah. you, you do nothing to impress. You're not trying to impress me, but you do anyway. It's just like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so then, so then they're on the boat. And, um, and she's like, she's like, he goes, you're good at not trying to impress me. And you impress me. Yeah, there you go. Do, do you get the sense, like, he, uh, just a, real quick, just to put a pin in this language barrier thing. I think it would be hilarious if he did speak in his native language. Is it Spanish, right? Yeah. He starts speaking Spanish, and it's just the same dumb shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I can speak Spanish. I like that. I like that about you. And it's just like, oh, yeah. he doesn't have anything else to add. You're He's not, just this guy. You're yeah. one of my special ones. Yeah. You're totally. one of my special ones. Um, he goes, I, I feel happy. And then she goes, why can't I stop kissing you? It's so hard to stop kissing you. Got to fill the time somehow, baby. <laughs> you and ain't then, playing chess. And then she goes, mm, it makes me worry. It makes her worry. She is concerned. And then he goes, how do you feel about me meeting your family? Record track. 
Record scratch. <laughs> Jerry, for the look on her face. Oh, she was so trapped because she's now she's confronted with her own honesty. And there's, it's like when they're kissing, she's relaxed because there's nothing to do or say or think about. It's just physical. And then he's like, mm, here we go, marriage. What do you think? And she's like, Ah, I don't know. It's like she just got cattle prodded or tased somehow. <laughs> she goes, she goes, um, I think it can work. I think I can do it. Um, it's the, hard worst, to- <laughs> the worst answers to those questions. It's Every hard- other woman would be like, I can't wait. And she's like, maybe. I think I <laughs> what can do, do it. What do you think? I think I can do it. It's hard for me to wrap my head around. It hurts to say this, but I am not sure. I, and then she says, I wish I was a little bit dumber. <laughs> there it is. And he laughs. He laughs. He's like, yeah. And then she goes, in this moment, um, laying on the boat with Juan Pablo, it's, he feels right. But yet, there's this little voice in my head telling me, it's not right. Um, Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Nikki gets the date cart and Claire starts freaking out. Um, but so, yes, she, so she's starting to have doubts. Katie, what did you think re-watching Charlene get backed into a corner, frozen with panic? Katie Levine. She just does not want to be there. Like 100%, she doesn't want to be there. I think she thought, That's oh, this could me. be like a fun thing, something. She probably, she seems very uptight, very straight-laced. She's never done anything like this before. And she's probably like, see, I can be fun. I can be, you know, you know, spontaneous and do this. And now she's just like, I have a career. I have a path. Like, this is not it. And I think she's just... She she probably is attracted to him, but I think it's, like, just sexually, and she's just kind of like, oh, I got way further into this than I thought, and I feel very stuck. And I think – I honestly did believe that she kind of felt bad for the other girls. Like, am I taking a spot? Yes. Am I, you know – Well, she goes back yeah. to the – she gets back to the house, so she starts talking to the house therapist, Renee, and she starts freaking out. Yes, Jerry? Arden, real quick, there was a moment before the sunset yeah. where the girls were, were – questioning Charlene and they said something, they talked about her type and they were like sort of demeaning her. She's like, yeah, I think she said she likes like nerdy guys or like nerdy intellectual guys. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, you guys wouldn't like that. Yeah. Like what's wrong? What's wrong? Of course you basic bees wouldn't like a nerdy intellectual guy. Like they're stoked just to look at the abs, you know? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was so gross and telling. Yeah. Although I still like Chelsea and Renee. Oh, they're so adorable. You guys, let's take a break and we'll be right back. The Eagle has landed. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Nikki gets a date card, Claire, and Chelsea's freaking out. Poor Chelsea's freaking out. Um, And Nikki is such an asshole when she gets the date card. It says, listen to my heartbeat. And she goes, am I going to have to dance again? I thought I paid my dancing dues in Korea. And Claire's like, her perspective on the world is so negative. I have to say, I think Nikki sucks. Now, Claire is crazy. But regardless of whether or not Claire is crazy, Nikki, when she's with him, is lovely. Nikki, the rest of the time, fucking eats a bag of dicks. I think <laughs> Nikki sucks, Lori. Uh, yeah, no, she totally sucks. Um, <laughs> I, I think that assessment is accurate. Um, I, I think I, I Claire's much more enjoyable in her in her insanity. Uh, and I, I know there's going to be a, a conversation around this. That's yeah. not to say that Nikki is, uh, or that Claire is, is, I'm sorry, I got distracted by everything. Okay, Jerry's out. Jerry's out. He just left the room. Uh, I'm back, guys. I'm back. I had to throw up real quick. 
Okay. So, but that's not to say uh, that Nikki makes some serious errors and they are both uh, not my favorites. Uh, but I believe that Nikki is not a good time. And this date was very interesting in that he picked her to go see his family. And, uh, but, you know, in a way, I kind of appreciate her competence too. I, so wait, I'm going to take a screen grab. Smile into the camera. Katie, I'm going to take a screen grab. Smile into the camera. Great. It looks great. Okay. Um, so Charlene goes to the wait, house. Wait, wait, wait. I got to play. Wait, Arden. <laughs> I got to play devil's advocate to that. I have to play devil's advocate to that. Nikki, I know. I'm with you. I don't love Nikki. I yeah. think she, she does also suck. But, <laughs> but... <laughs> Take a screenshot of it. Oh, how dare you? Okay, just so everybody knows, Arden is doing uh, blowjob motions. It's really bad. Uh-oh. What's oh, happening? Oh, Uh-oh. Somebody did a screen share. I was this trying to derailed. take a screenshot, and I shared my screen instead. <laughs> uh, Devil's, uh, what you said is very telling. With him, she's great. With the women, she sucks. But that, I think, is the construct of the show. That is not her fault. No, it is her got, fault. Wait, 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 let me land the plane. Let me land the plane. But other women, other women have been charming with both the women and the men. True. She's not Not everybody's going to be good and social like some others. Renee and Chelsea are lovely. I, I totally agree. And Charlene. And Charlene. But... When Nikki gets the card and she starts going negative, I understand why she's doing that because she's trying to do the opposite of gloating. She doesn't want to be like, yes, in your face, everybody. So she goes like, oh, no, do I have to dance? Like, no, she oh, no. doesn't, like doesn't she's trying two, to downplay no. it. She doesn't give two shits about what the women think. She's really that much of a it's wet a noodle. She doesn't mechanism. want to. No, she doesn't care. She's not trying to save anybody's feelings. She's an asshole. Anna, Jerry, you have to remember that she was the most despised person on this entire cast, with the exception of Andy. Andy liked her, uh, but she was not liked by by the members uh, of the house. I mean, Jerry, if you've worked with guys, not trying to date the other women. I know, but like you're, you have a lot of guy friends. If if you guys were all fight, let's pretend you're all fighting for Charlene, and it's like no you, I win. But it's, I but it's win. like you oh. and Jeff, you and Jeff and Kevin, and like if if there was a guy that couldn't hang with any of you guys who just fucking sucked, that uh-huh. Charlene like like you would still be nice to Jeff and Kevin. Like, do you know what I mean? You you would never go be an asshole to everybody in the room. You would just know that you could go with. Sorry. You might be an asshole to Lori. You could be an asshole to Lori. No. You're gonna be an asshole no, to Lori, me. Lori and I would see eye to eye on this whole but situation. Like, I feel like you would be nice to the other guys and have a good time with the guys. You wouldn't have to be a dickhead and then go win Charlene. If some guy was there that but, wasn't hanging with you, but I'm Arden, running away I'm, with Charlene. I'm amazing. That's why. <laughs> Not everybody can be as amazing as me. That's the whole that's all I'm saying. I think I'm not giving her a pass. No. I'm just trying to explain I, what, why I think she's 
she comes off negative. Because she's an asshole. Okay, so we're back. Okay, so Charlene goes and talks to the house therapist, who is Renee. And she's like, Renee, I'm freaking out. I've been hoping I would be more black and white. I'm not sure. It's not fair to the other people that I would take a spot from somebody who is sure. And that's why you like Charlene. She actually cares. Yeah. Nikki doesn't give a shit. And Anna, what are you thinking in your closet there? Are you okay, honey? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about what you guys were saying. What did you think? Uh, I don't like Nikki. I think she's kind of shitty. Thank you. She's kind of... I mean, it's... I under. I mean, I understand why her and, and, and Claire wouldn't get along. I could see yeah. they're both kind of like alpha females who, um, you know, they're outspoken. Uh, but there is a negativity that Nikki brings, and she's just like a buzzkill. She's, so, she's cocky. She's At least arrogant. Like, Claire like minds her own business for the most part. I mean, yeah, she's a little like out there and like cause like she's always getting in, in front of Juan Pablo and kind of dramatic, but she doesn't really like talk shit to the girls. Like she just minds her own business. But like Nikki is kind of she's kind of rude. Katie, Katie, Katie's getting that mic ready. No, Katie. I agree. I do not like Nikki at all. Like I remember now disliking her a lot. I think she's very rude and condescending to the other women. Claire, like when someone else gets another date, she's upset about it, but she just goes, oh, good for you, which is yeah. what you're supposed to do. You yeah. know, you just fucking play it like, oh, I'm so happy that you got a date. But Nikki, she just like. When she was rude to cute little Chelsea at the road, when yeah. Chelsea was just trying to make conversation about jewelry. Yeah, she's like, she oh, was- do you wear that all the time? She's like, <sighs> When she won't even be nice. She was pissed. That was post the fight with Claire. I know, but, but like, Chelsea wasn't a part of it. And Chelsea's just, like, a harmless, sweet teacher. You know, like, I know, but it's like, th- at that point, I think she was done. I think she was, she, I think she was done trying was a, to but be But it was pleasant. a different day. It's, like, a whole different day. At least be nice. Chelsea didn't do anything. Three words, suck it up. Yeah, yeah. but I think her way of sucking it up is just like, okay, I'll be here, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk to these people anymore. Like they don't like me, I don't like them. But she's being rude to Renee and Chelsea. Like think about like who you're being rude to. These are not rude women. They're not. I don't think she means to be rude to those two specifically. I I think she's done with the process. This is the guy that defended Barb. He. I'm not defending her. I'm. I'm You defended Barb. (laughs) He defended Barb. I did defend. I was Team Barb. Team Barb. You know what it is? I like honesty and 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 Claire's fakeness and Chelsea trying. I love I love Chelsea, but her trying to like sweep up the mess is it's like it, we're done. We're done. All right, we're like, not there yet. We're not up. there yet. We're not there yet. All right, we're going to continue on with the episode. So, uh, so, um, Charlene starts crying. And she's like, I, there are definitely moments where I feel like he could be the one for me. And there's a little voice in my head that's telling me to stick around. But I, I still don't know what to do. Stay or go. It's not an easy decision. Meanwhile. Cakewalk decision. Get out. Nikki heads off to Camila's dance recital. And it's the second one-on-one date. And she goes, I'm falling in love with Juan Pablo. I'm not ready to tell him yet. And they go to a flower store, and she says, oh, are we making a flower arrangement? He's like, surprise, we're going to Camila's dance recital. She did not look excited. She looked, and to be fair, she was meeting his daughter, his parents, and the mother of his child. Uh, And she was flattered, but looked really freaked out to be meeting mom, Carla, and Camila 
she was speechless and she goes, I'm so excited. She looked horrified. Lori. Well, you know, I thought she looked a little nervous. Uh, I would be. I also, oh, I would be petrified. Yeah. Uh, But I also feel like in a way she was saying, I locked this shit down. Mm-hmm. I got it. If I'm seeing the family, I don't have to worry about a thing. I think that was the moment she realized that she was safe. And so she was excited and nervous. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get through this family crap and, you know, meet the, the ex-wife uh, who, you know, was uh, uh, sort of pageanty herself. Who and was, when he was like, oh, she's fine. It's like, she did not look fine. She, I love them kept calling to Carla. She looked a little like, are you fucking kidding me? Anna, <laughs> what did you think of Carla's face when they went to the recital? I mean, I don't, he says that Carla is fine with everything, but she does not seem to like one. Pablo. No. I think she's Jerry, just like, here he goes again. Ugh. Yeah, he's. It was a cute recital. His daughter's adorable. Yeah, I mean, she seemed to be good with kids. What? This is a tough date. What did you think, Jerry? I agree with Lori. I think I, I, I disagree with you in that she. I think she looked nervous but excited, and and I think she took it the way I think anybody would take it, which is like, oh wow, okay, this is. I'm meeting the daughter, yeah. and she she clocked in. She went. I'm a pediatric nurse. I'm great with kids. I've got this thing sewn up. And I think she does. The moment I saw that date, I went, oh, she wins this. Yeah, she wins. She definitely wins. There's there's no one else that's going to win. No one else is even coming close. She she wins. I predict Renee gets cut next because he won't take a mom to the fantasy seat unless he's going to propose to her. So then we've got Claire, Andy, and Nikki. And then I think it comes down to... I think it comes down to Claire and Nikki and that Nikki's going to win. That's my prediction. I'm with you. I'm with you uh, every, uh, that whole way. I, but Where did Lori go? Where did Lori go? Uh, you never like to look at my face when you do these things, so I was covering it up for you. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So then, so then they go, and they were really cute, and she's like, this could be my life. And he was like, my family felt really good about Nikki. And then they go to Marlins Park. Welcome to my office. And they drive right into the stadium. The stadium's empty. And uh, they go and they toss the ball around. She's got a good throwing arm. Lori, were you impressed by her? (laughs) Not so much. But, you know, at least she could kind of throw a ball. Hey, terrible. I have, like, literally, there's been numerous times in scenes where I have to, like, toss, like, a phone to so. I, I, people like the camera operators on Insatiable could not believe it is the worst arm because it's not consistently bad in the same. It'll never go in the same bad spot. Like you have never seen somebody. It's the worst throwing arm that has, was genetically ever created with a working arm. Have you seen me throw, Laurie? Of course I have. I don't. I, I don't remember it being uh, being that bad. But you know, we should um, do a thing where you try to make me hit something three times with a ball, and and, and I get like a hundred tries. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Jerry was an athlete. I bet Jerry was varsity. Of course, Baseball, Play water polo, yeah. swim team. Come on, you've got, a, you've got a wide. You got a wide wingspan. I could swim, and I I grew up playing soccer. Yeah, That's I loved, right. I was I was a big. I was an outdoor kid. That's oh, I bet you did well with the ladies. I bet you. Oh, I bet no, no, no. 
No, no, no. Really? I was like tall and skinny. Like you could see my ribs. You still can probably behind my gut. So what? I was a dork. How old were you when you got your first kiss? Oh, young. Young. We did the whole like seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. Carrie O'Leary, if you're out there, I still remember, baby. Yeah, Michael Bartholomew, if you're not in prison. I've been chasing that ever since, just chasing it. So fun. I always wanted to play the the seven minutes in heaven. Anytime there was a party, I was like, guys, you want to play seven minutes in heaven? (laughs) Want to play seven minutes in heaven? How about about, uh, truth or dare? Uh, uh, Spin the bottle? I remember I wanted to play it too. And I was so excited at Alex Silverman's party. One time we played, we played spin the bottle, seven minutes in heaven. And like, I feel like I never, I never got picked. And like, I was ready to go. And it wasn't happening for me. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Okay, so um, so then it was exciting to be in the middle of the baseball field. She looked great. And throwing arm be damned, like, she was game. I, I was like, this is, they're a perfect fit. Yeah. Everything he wants. Negativity, she's- throw it out the window. She's, she, she's like Anna said, she's like a, a, an alpha woman who can take care of kids and, and, you know what? She said she's falling in love with him. And it's like, isn't that what we're all waiting for? Is that moment when someone says, I actually love this person. Like, I'm in. She is stunning. And it's juxtaposed with Charlene's sort of... She's a, tall, she's a tall drink of water. She's a good-looking lady. She's okay. I don't mind the Nikki that goes on the dates with Juan Pablo. But I don't think that's the full Nikki. I, but it's I, the only Nikki that matters to him. I know, but eventually the other Nikki will show up when she, when the when the cameras aren't rolling, and then they okay. get a divorce. Exactly. I, I I think it didn't happen. I think no matter. I think he's not with whoever he was with. Okay, so I know that that's true. I know that that's true. Lori, your face is good and neutral. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so then, so then Nikki goes, um, "Wow, you've got a special little girl." And then there was silence, and she was like, today I met your family, Camilla and Carla. Where does someone, this was actually a good question, where does someone fit in all of that? Like, is Carla okay? And he's like, she wants what's best for me. She's fine. It's natural. It's like, is it? Um, she goes, if, <laughs> he goes, if the moon and the skies want us to be together, then it, we're together. And I thought, no, that's actually, he's at, she's asking logistically, how does this work with your ex-wife? And he, you're pointing to the moon. If the moon wants it, it's fine. No, they All just right. moved to Utah. That's what they do. Um, they, uh, I think they have very well matched. And they, uh, it, it, I, I appreciated her actual substantive question. Yeah. And, you know, this, this day kind of impressed me. I mean, she is a total drip. Uh, but I can I can see why he he liked her after the date, and I actually really like the baseball field date. I don't know, it seemed like I a liked, lot of fun. I know it was exciting. It was a beautiful stadium, and it was like, oh my god! Like imagine being in the middle of that gigantic. It was very exciting. He's like, uh, welcome to my office, uh, and not on the field. My daughter ruined that for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my office is in the stands. I sell churros. <laughs> <laughs> so then he. She says, family is number one in my book. 
And then she's like, well, I'm hopeful you can come to my hometown next week. And then she goes, I'm in love with Juan Pablo. I was falling in love, and now I'm in Pablo. I want my forever, and I want my forever to be with Juan Pablo. Anna, Jose, thoughts? I mean, it's it's so hard to see any of these women truly lasting with Juan Pablo because he's so weird. But, I mean, if she feels it good for her. At this point, I just want all these women to find happiness in some way. Maybe not as much for Nikki. I want her to kind of go to therapy and realize why she's so negative. But other than that, I hope everyone's happy. I hope Andy's happy. I hope Claire finds happiness. I hope Andy will uh, be happy once she goes back to putting humans in cages. (laughs) Yeah. There's not going to be any shortage of her happiness. Uh, I hope no one makes her read anything. Like I hope she. I hope they all are happy. Me too. Honestly, they seem they they're all nice ladies, and I do think Nikki is a good person. I just think the show is kind of bringing out the worst in her. And I know, really didn't see it coming when we first met her. When we first met her as like the prenatal nurse or yeah. the, like the kid nurse, not prenatal, but like the the yeah yeah the like the baby nurse. The pediatric yeah. nurse. I yeah. thought, oh, what a lovely, like, she didn't have to play this part, but I think it's who she is. And okay. I think, I want Renee, out of all of them, to truly find Me too. I feel like she happiness. has. Katie, how you doing? What do you think of them going on the Marlins field? What did you think of this date? What did you think of her falling in love with her? I thought it was a really fun date. I think, I think she did a good job with the family. She didn't try too hard, which I thought was really good because sometimes they try like really hard and she seemed very natural. Like you said, she's a totally different person on dates. Like on dates, she's very nice. She's very fun. But obviously that's not the full her because, you know, there's a lot of people who are like Renee's fun on dates and then she's fun in the house. And, um, but yeah, I thought the Marlins field was fun. Renee like is so sparkly. I Renee is Renee. great. I wish Renee had been the Bachelorette. Me too. I love Renee. Oh yeah. gosh, she'd be great. She's probably off the market. I, I would hope so. I hope she found someone. I feel like I just lost you. Did we hit forty? Oh no, I'm back. We're back. Okay. Did we lose Lori? Oh, there's Lori. Okay, great. Oh, Lori knows things. Okay. So then, um, I find right. it so weird that you guys expect the women to be so sociable in the house. I I just think she's get she's exhausted with it. Like oh. it's over. It's been how many weeks with the same women? And at a certain point, you just have to be honest. These are your adversaries. She's been an asshole in her one on ones with the producers, not even around anybody. When she says stuff like, "Let's say I didn't get a date," <laughs> obviously I'm going to get. Like she's an asshole alone. She's an asshole with other people. Her personality is that of an asshole. <sighs> okay, fine, fine. Okay, so then um, Charlene. Back at the ranch, Charlene pulls the women aside first. You're lovely, Charlene. You have better taste, Jerry. Go back to your good taste. Charlene, here we are. I love her. I mean, that's the thing. I love you, Charlene. Okay. (laughs) She goes, I feel sick. Um, There's a decision that I'm not sure about. I I feel sick in the way when you make a decision that you're not, not sure about. I'm super conflicted. I'm potentially taking a spot of somebody, but I've decided I'm leaving tonight. And she goes and she tells all the women and you can see all of them just be like, ah, like, oh, cause they know he loves Charlene. And she goes, I'm very sad. And then what she goes to see Juan Pablo and they're all like, why are you so glammed up? Why are you so fancy? <laughs> her hair is like, she's got her big old bouncy hair. <laughs> she's got her cute little A-line short shorts. 
And he goes, what happened? And she's Why like, are you so fancy? Because I'm going to take Juan Pablo's heart and I'm going to put it in a blender. And I'm <laughs> going to put it on puree. Yes. And then she goes, it's very difficult. I just feel, I don't know if I can get to the place that I'm supposed to be at. Oh, now if she starts whispering in a way, is the quiet... Oh, that, that drives me up the wall. She was annoying, too, like a little baby girl, a little baby bird. like the head on the, his hand. Yeah. I, no. like this whole thing. No. I, don't, I don't know if I can get to a place I need to be at in three weeks. No. I don't want to take a spot of someone who's at the place I can't get to. I don't feel right about yesterday. And she's like, I can't look at you. I don't want to cry if I look at you. And look goes, at me. Look at me. And he goes, I will be upset with you if you cry because of me. I'm sorry. I don't have to. It's not easy. No, it's fine. It's not easy. And then he starts whispering, I don't want you to say I'm sorry because you cannot be sorry for something that you feel. I feel like I've wasted your time. Look at me. Look at me. You're different (laughs) in a good way. Only I just feel that I've wasted your time. And he goes, the only thing that would piss me off if you didn't was that you didn't sing for me enough. And then he starts crying and goes, she's going to have a hometown. And then he goes, goodbye, Charlene. You have my total respect. You have guts to say say what's honest. And she goes, oh, and he's crying. There you go. Lori, you have oh. the floor. Oh, my gosh, Charlene. Okay, so I had a different assessment of the whispering. Yeah. So, so the reason I think why she was whispering is she wanted to say, look, here's the situation, Juan Pablo. I don't want these freaking producers to hear this, not knowing that the, the sound person is so terrific that they're going to pick up any whisper. So she's like, hey, you know, this is this is moves too quickly for me. I think you're a cool guy. There is some attraction there, but, you know, your brain is mush and I got to go. I got to bounce. <laughs> but um, so what, what's interesting my lovely Charlene, is that she uh, she is still friends with Juan Pablo. <gasps> and she is one of the few people who has, I mean, she hasn't necessarily outright defended him, but she's like, I got nothing bad to say about him. They're still buddies. Uh, they're not like they hang out, but but she's she just has a real um, affinity towards him. And uh, she appreciated her time with him. Uh, he, she said when, when they do get together you know, over these past few years for dinner or whatever with her husband, oh. uh, <laughs> All that, right. yes. that he still tries to do things like have her sing. And she's just like, he's just ridiculous. Uh, but she, um, I, I, another interesting piece is that she had a performance in Germany uh, later on, I guess that following week of filming. And so at that time, you know, reality, Steve came out and said, no, you just left because you had this, you had this performance in Germany that you had to, to show up for. And she, and you know, she was just interviewed a few years back, which I re-listened to last night before I went to bed. Uh, and she said, well, you know, yes, there was a performance, but had I really was trying to give this a genuine stab, and I, you know, had I been feeling something, I there was somebody, there was a, certainly somebody to perform my my part, and I would have stayed. But she's like, I just wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Who give us a follow up? Who did she marry? Give us, tell us where is Charlene? 
So she, uh, so I guess the the filming, uh, or I guess the showing of The Bachelor at this time ended on March 10th, 2014. She met her husband on March 30th, 2014. See, I'm not looking at any notes. Uh, and, and they, so what I'm wondering, and I actually tweeted at her last night and I erased it because I was like, this, I'm so absurd. I can't even bear my own self. Uh, and that she, I'm wondering whether Juan, Juan Pablo was her last boyfriend. Uh, before her husband, because That's she met her husband, yeah, right afterwards, and so they've been together since. Of course, so, he was. yeah, maybe. Um, Who is do they he? have kids? Who'd she marry? Does she have kids? I, I don't think they have kids yet. They live in New York City. Um, is she still singing opera? I does she love she, him? Does she want out? No, I think she loves them. I does think she she, they just had an anniversary last week. Does she want to marry Jerry? You and Aaron. Yeah, I mean, she did. I did tweet a proposal to her with a rose, um, <laughs> and she hasn't gotten back to me yet. But I I'll think, send mine later. I'll send it. Yeah, later. I think we're looking. We could just send like a, we could send an entire proposal from a podcast. I feel like three, I mean, I think three full people on the podcast. That, yeah, that's we'll him. That's him. That's him. Where is that picture taken? Where is their anniversary? Is that at Chili's or an Applebee's? She right. wants out. She, she wants is, out. No, she does not go to Chili's what and Applebee's. Not that what I have anything against it. What does he do? He, it, what does he do? I don't, they live in New York. Oh, he's handsome. But he's you're a handsome, handsome Jerry. Jerry, he, you could look like that. No, I'm not that type of handsome. He's like a silver fox handsome. But you're yeah, fun. You're handsome and fun. Right. But she's fun too. And I think she is pretty much Can preoccupied it. with her blog. She blogs about The Bachelor. She's very good friends with Nick Mayo. Uh, she Who texted me the other day. I woke up to an 8 a.m. text from Nick Vial. He's filming a lot by himself in his apartment. I he, saw that. He looked he like he had a little sta- Oh, okay. That's yeah, me. look out. Okay. Wow. That yeah. She found, yeah. she found a match. And his but, last yeah. name is Levine. Oh, hey. my tribe. Hey. She's, Char- she's Charlene Levine. Oh my! No, she still no. has her last name. I know, but if she married, that would be insane. Okay, I actually I have to use the ladies' room, but I will say this: I feel like Juan Pablo handled it really well because I do think she was his top pick. Oh yeah, and I felt like he again, aside from the tweets, I felt like he was really. Gracious about it. I, I did not mind him. Anna, thoughts? Yeah, I thought he was pretty cool about her being like, this is not happening for me. I, I, yeah, I thought he was very sweet. I think he like really likes Charlene as a person. Like yeah, he yeah. respects her versus just like wanting to bone zone her. I, I yeah. think he, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was very, it was chill. I think I she didn't... broke him. I do too. I think she broke him. I think his tears were legit. I do too. I think there's something speaking as the male here. I think there's a hard, that's a hard thing yeah. to be confronted with your league. Yeah. And that's, I think that was that moment was, oh. I really, I really wanted to be in her league. Like I wanted to be, I wanted her to want me as much as I want her. And, and, and she it, doesn't. And, and that you're hurts. the bachelor, like you've got the best situation of like, you're the yeah. guy in America. Yeah. I'm riding high. I'm, I, I'm being pursued by all these women. And now one of them has stepped back and said, I don't belong here because you're just not for me. And it's and like, it's the one oh. you want. It's the one, and it's that the you one want. he wanted. Yeah. That was oh. brutal. That was a brutal moment. And I, I really felt bad for him. 
I thought that's actually, such a good assessment, Jerry. I like oh, that. Nice work. And I, and I felt like gotta go. And, and again, I felt like aside from his horrible tweets, I felt like he has been aside from how he handled as far as just watching the TV show. Yes, he whispers. Yes, he throws Camilla in. Yes, he slut shame Claire. Like. But there's been a lot of moments where he's been very gracious. I thought this was one of it. The woman early on who got really drunk and he went to oh, her. Yeah. Like, I feel like he lets me believe with dignity. I feel like he's actually been gracious about a bunch of things, which is yeah. so confusing because everybody hated him. I do need, I'll, run, I'll be right back. I'm going to run into the restroom. <laughs> you but things are getting so hot in here i think i gotta take a pee break this is neil strauss host of the tenderfoot tv true crime podcast to live and die in la i'm here to tell you about the new podcast i've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half it's called to die for here's a clip all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. 
she would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We've just had Charlene has left. The girls are delighted. And um, they go on a group date. There's four people, and one person's going to get a rose. So you better, as Chris Harrison says, make it count because somebody's going to get the rose, securing a hometown and a date later on that evening. Um, so Chelsea pulls them aside, and she has a stack of letters from her mom. I was worried she was going to read all of them. Um, but the letters were actually kind of entertaining. Um, the first one is mom said, no gum chewing, two drinks maximum and keep your clothes on. Oh my God, it's too much. And then the dad says, don't do, do the opposite of whatever mom says and you'll be fine. And she's so cute and sweet. I, I wish her well. I knew she wasn't going to win. Lori, I need an update on Chelsea, please. Okay, because she's gone. <laughs> so, uh, so Chelsea is as adorable as ever, um, and she seems to have a an, a little bit of an older man right now. Um, and she, uh, I believe, went on Bachelor in Paradise the first the first season, if I'm recalling correctly. Um, so Chelsea, you know, uh, not surprisingly, not a lot to report because she's, you know, she's just living in uh, Columbus, Ohio. I loved her. So sweet. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, She's a ray of sunshine and she's gorgeous in a a very sort of effortless way. She's She's blonde Marilyn Rice Cub. She's Marilyn Rice Cub with blonde hair. Absolutely. And when she started doing the letters bit, like you, you can feel her energy. She's like, I, I, I haven't had enough time. And she's in this, she's in such a rush and she's trying to, <laughs> I did this letters thing and, and you can feel her sort of like anxiety of, in wanting to sort of like get it all out now because she knows this is like it. And that was the moment where I was like, uh, oh, I, I, I don't I feel, I don't feel good. Here. I know. And it, and it almost felt like, see, see, you're going to want me. How could you not want to go to my hometown? Like, I've got the best letters. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. he, he's, he, he, you know, he's just been, he's just had his heart broken. And uh, I don't think she's of, of a, a, a caliber of woman that he's clearly looking for. You know, he's got a lawyer, a pediatric nurse, an opera singer. I, he's kind of looking for something more than just the the fun girl from Ohio. And, I mean, and that no, sounds bad. He's not looking for, you think he's looking for that? I, I think he's looking for a piece of tail. And besides, she's a science educator at COSI in Columbus. <laughs> I'm not, look, she is, she would have been in my top three. Like, I, yeah. I like her. But he I think he, I think he thinks he wants that, that other stuff. The DJ model actress side of him. Yeah. <laughs> He did all kinds of women, DJs, models, actresses. <laughs> and then even his cousin said teacher, and the other one goes teacher, and they started laughing. It's like, exactly. okay, I made that up. <laughs> right. So he's trying to, like, prove them wrong. There's that part of him mm-hmm. that's, like, playing against type. Well, if I'm going on The Bachelor, I should step it up and look for someone who's not a DJ. Meanwhile, Andy starts freaking out. I have to say, and Andy was my... 
Uh, I was going to give my first impression, Rose, to Andy. She's such a drag. She's such a Debbie Downer. You think? Uh, yeah. She's like super downer. She's crying on the beach. Like, I just feel like she seems <laughs> depressed. She wants reassurance. He goes, trust me, trust me. And then she's like, oh, Juan, you always That's her whole down. game. That her whole game this whole time is like in the in the in the farm field in Vietnam. Yeah, like yeah. she's just like, look, I, like she's trying to get him to promise her the win before he can. The prosecutor, like, the prosecutor in her who keeps saying, "I don't like giving up control." Yeah, she's like, "Okay, but just tell me it's going to be me, right?" Yeah, come on, you can just. And he's like, "I can't. Like you're, I want you're here because I want you here now." Uh, and then and she's, she's like, oh, okay, I feel better. And it's just like, I, oh. She's kind of been a downer. Anna, you thought she was depressed last week. Yeah, she yeah. just seems so sad. But yeah, I think I think it's, she's not, I think we said that last week or maybe the week before, that she's not used to not being like the hottest girl in the room and having yeah. all the attention. And I think this is uh, shocking her system. Yeah, and she's befriended the other mean girl. Lori, mm-hmm. thoughts? Um... She doesn't bother me so much. Um, you know, she is a little insecure for somebody who shouldn't be. I mean, she's gorgeous. Is I think she's pretty interesting outside of, if she can just get past that insecurity, I actually think she's kind of interesting. She's um, the alpha, though. I'm sure who's used to not, like, what do you mean? Obviously, I'm it. What do you mean I didn't get the first? Why didn't I go meet your kid and go to Marlins Park? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that, well... Well, I'll just leave it at that. It, okay. Well, <laughs> it, All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. So then she's to be to be seen. Okay. So she starts crying, and uh, she's she's nervous. She doesn't want to fail. What if it fails? What if it doesn't work out? And he's like, they're like sitting on the beach, and then Claire. I have a clear impression. Here's my visual clear impression. Ready. <laughs> I hate that thing. Uh, uh, I'm just, I'm the youngest of six girls. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's like, uh, it, to describe what Arden is doing, she, it, she's doing the Claire, like, head uh, sort of shake, like she's trying to shake off, like a, like a, without using her hands, like water, like a dog would shake off water. Uh, <laughs> it's, just, I hate that she does it. She did that when they went to swim in the ocean, too. Like, you want to, and then she kind of like, <laughs> it's so childish and weird and fake and bizarre and i it it makes my skin crawl she's the youngest of six so girls. affected and performative and blah. and then kind he, of like his pepe le pew where he you know it does the oh yeah he does yeah. he does he preens and prances he does do he, that oh man that he also played it so right for a girl with a little damage he's she's got a little damage he goes I wish I could meet your dad. Oh, for a woman who's, I mean, him saying that, like, that's where the wound is. Her sounds like a sweet pea of a dad has passed away. She's the baby girl. And we hear once again about the video. He made a video. She's the only sister that's not been married off. And it's for the only the husband. I hope it's for you. But he brought it up. He brought it up. She didn't bring it up. Because she was like, I've got a big family. Oh, there's so many more close, big family. And if uh, he brought up, I wish it could be your dad. Lori, you're shaking your head. Thought. Oh, well, you know, I, I actually don't recall what happens. Uh, but 
I it mean, looks like her sister. But in the future, but so, they, so as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh God, please, please, please don't show them the video. Please don't show them. Don't, that don't DVD use. is coming out. Show <laughs> the DVD. I was, uh, so I'm petrified uh, because of course, leave it to Bachelor producers. But um, it looks like in the coming attractions, like her sister is a major cock block. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. So then Andy gets the group date. We barely heard anything from adorable Renee, who couldn't be cuter in her bathing suit running a... And then she's that, like... They just, like, jumped right past her. They didn't talk about anything. Nah. And then Andy got the rose, and Claire could not believe it. We just got introduced to the real Claire. But the real Claire's been crazy the whole time. Yeah, but when... Yeah, but the can I speak to the manager Claire... In the in the seaplane, which by the way, I now I want to be a seaplane pilot for some reason. That just looks so fun to Would do. you rather be in a seaplane or have the truck that would drive in the Jeep that drove into the water? Seaplane. Seaplane. No way. No way. No way. No way. No way. No seaplane. Way. You get the water no and way. air? No. I want to be able what? to dr- drive from the Americana and Glendale. Straight to the Venice Pier and drive right into the ocean. I will drive. I will drive to the pier and then get in a boat, and that'll be fine. A plane that can be on the water and then soar into the heavens. Come on, you are objectively incorrect, Jerry. Damn it! (laughs) We were so close. I know you guys really. I feel like you guys would do well in end of days bunker together. I feel like we would do great. You guys would we, would, we would be very level-headed, headed, I believe. And I feel like you would just stay up all night playing sort of some like kind of trivia game. Oh, those look good. What's that? Thanks. Just some Reese's Chocolate, chocolate uh. eggs. But here's the thing. We meet Claire in the plane for that, that moment they put in where she's like, let's pack this shit up and get out of here. Like that moment, I was like, there she is. The mask just came off. She's awful. Well, but she's, she's like, trying to put on a good face. Like, right, it, but as that's upset gross as she me. is, as upset as she is, she's like, <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. But that's so disturbing. I, that freaks me yeah, out. it's great. Ugh. It's great. It's Ugh. great. Anna, what are you looking at? I was actually looking at, I was trying to find pictures of Claire doing the, like, like the <laughs> face that you were, that you were doing, because I wanted to potentially use it for the image. <laughs> Yeah, she does it all the time. So only when she's talking to him, she goes. Oh, she's, <laughs> when he gave when he gave <laughs> Andy the rose, she had that smile that like with the the, the thousand yard stare. You could feel her skin wanting yeah. to split open and a fiery skull come out. For it the was, kids you could who, feel her hatred and anger. For the, for the kids out there that are too young to remember this. In the 80s, there was a show called V that had humans that it was not, it was not popular. It was on for like- They remade episodes. it. They remade it. And they could it. like peel off. I remember people would peel off their skin and have like a lizard. Uh, they were lizard underneath. people, yeah. They were lizards. And I think that that's where she might be a cast member of V. Yep. Okay, great. So then, um, so then they, he takes Andy on a date to Bamboo to go see Romeo Santos. And Andy- is a terrible dancer, but they go get up on stage and she's a good sport about it. I and she looks gorgeous. She's a knockout. Oh my God. 2014. She's got her 
She's got her bodycon dress, her skin to all of them in Miami have busted out their colorful bodycon strip bandage dresses. She looks incredible. She's got a cute peep toe platform heel, 2014, like a Jessica Simpson knockoff. And, uh, huh? They are dancing, and I thought she was a good sport about diving in, whereas Nikki would have been a real, like, crab apple about it. She's like, I can't dance, but I'm going to try, even though I'm on a stage. That's hard to do. Jerry. Yeah, I thought she looked great. I thought she was a good date. She, she gave it a whirl, and she let him lead, and he, that's, I think, what he likes about himself is he's, his Venezuelan sort of Don Juan sort of act, and she went along with it, and... <laughs> I think he he's attracted to her, and yeah. Lori, Lori, what do you think of Juan Pablo? Well, I, I, th- I, I wanted to dance with him because I love to dance, so I would have happily let him leave. Exactly. Well, Mrs. Roboto likes him as well, but um, she really this this episode and this particular scene really uh, revealed itself to me to be a humongous indicator for someone's chemistry. So if you are unable to dance well with your partner, then I think, I I think they're doomed because Mm. if you're a bad dancer and you have another bad dancer, then you can sort of like klutz around together, but you want to have somebody that you can dance well with because you know, that's, that can be a, a, a sign for whether you can, uh, <laughs> uh, oh. there can be a sign for what are those hand <laughs> motions that you guys are doing mean what do those mean for, for whether you can why are you putting your finger chemistry? inside of your other fist what does that mean hey anna why are you doing that <laughs> <laughs> i would never i would never. you're anna. saying you can't learn to dance well she might not have known the steps, but it feels like, as she says, she has no, she's no Lori. She's no Lori. <laughs> oh, Lori's got the moves. Yeah, Lori, Lori actually does have the moves. That's what's amazing about Lori. Lori actually does have the moves. Okay. So then, um, so then they're dancing. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Claire is hanging out with Renee and. Here we go. Here we go. Chelsea and Claire and Renee are hanging out. And now remember that. Chelsea and Renee are there, who are just nice ladies. And um, uh, ding dong, Nikki comes down, and and she just had no compassion. They're like, "Well, Andy got the rose," uh, and and they basically, she just, she literally was like, just stormed off, was so crazy, and it just. Wait, you're saying Nikki was the crazy one here? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Wait a minute. Wait, we're going to put you on pause. I'm putting you in a box. Anna, who's the crazy one? Oh, God. That whole, they were both crazy. That was weird. Why did she walk off? And then I rewatched why, it. Why I did Claire even it. need to confront her? Like, it was I, not necessary altogether. Katie, Katie, who do you think was the great? I mean, they were both crazy, but who was the bigger annoyance in this? Katie. I thought Nikki was the crazier one. Just because, like, what? the way she just, like, stormed off and was just like, I just, I, I, like, Claire really was like, hey, I just, I'm curious, like, what did I do to piss you off? And Nikki just. Oh! And then she says, well, yeah. you, you could excuse yourself from my room. And then she says. Um, 
Did you pay for it? Did you sleep here? Did you pay for it? Did you sleep I here? I need to be let out of my box. I need to be let out of my box. No, no, Lori, you're still in the box, Jerry. Lori, I'm going to say Nikki was the big. Now, Claire was crazy. Nikki was just so rude. Lori, who, Lori, because you know who we're, we're about to let out of the box. So let's just get your well, piece in, Lori. If this is a boxing match, mm-hmm. I would like to call a draw. And the reason why is Nikki's allowed to leave, right? She's allowed to leave if she thinks, whether it's accurate or not, that her friend Andy is, is getting talked uh, negatively about. She's allowed to leave. She's allowed to step out of the room. That's fine. Um, I also don't believe that Claire's initial intention was to come up to see whether she offended her. I think she came up to start some shit. Um, at the same time, uh, I think that Nikki, uh, well, one, I love, <laughs> I don't know if this was during this, this exchange, but I loved how Nikki was like, Claire, Claire's got to come get that crazy from someone. <laughs> was, oh yeah, and when I don't she, know if it was right then, but when she says, she says, um, uh, she's claimed her as well. She's like a dog. She's pissed on him, made her territory first, but it might not be hers. And then he's gonna have a giant crazy family to go meet because she didn't get that crazy all on her own. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe she said that out loud. My God, but uh, but brilliant, I, I, I brilliant, was, Nikki. I thought it, I thought it was true. So I think you know that that whole exchange was so bizarre. Nikki clearly is not a very warm, uh, engaging person, uh, but she also doesn't need to participate in those conversations. Claire didn't need to start any crap, um, and she is she is completely bonkers. Uh, but but Nikki also doesn't need to 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 start anything, right? All right, so, I'm gonna say, and then when Nikki said this. <laughs> well, uh, this was talking about the rose ceremony. She said people who um, people who ha- don't have the people who don't have a rose are sad. People people who have who who have the guy whatever people whatever people who don't have a rose are nervous or not. I have a rose. Oh wait, I don't. Well, pretty much. She's such. I see you next Tuesday. All right, Jerry, have at it. You guys are. Fucking wrong. Okay. Okay. I had to watch it again because I was like, I, I, I don't, I, I, it, so much happened and it was so crazy and weird. But okay. Nikki comes down. The, yeah. the, the three, Chelsea, Renee, and Claire are clearly just blindsided, upset. It's awkward. It's cringy. It's weird. Yeah. Nikki's just like, you guys are funny. Like she's just trying. You guys were just ripping on her for trying to for not participating. She was just trying to lighten the mood, sort of like what Chelsea normally does by saying, "Like you're smiling, you're like we." And Claire's just checked out, and Claire goes like this. Claire, who's just dripping with insanity, goes goes. Uh, oh, I'm not. I'm not checked out, but I'm not going to sit here and be fake. And that was just a, a needle right to Nikki. Like you, you're you're fake, and I don't get what he sees in you. Nah. And then she goes, and then she said, and then, and then and then Claire goes, and then Claire Wrong. goes, I don't get why why he would take Andy. Oh, maybe she just needs that kind of reassurance. Now later, Claire says, uh, I wasn't talking shit about anybody. 
And you absolutely were. No, like, look, so, Claire is so, a piece of work, but Nikki. So Nikki goes, Nikki goes, wait, you get in your box, Arden. Get, get in your box. <laughs> so Cl- Nikki goes, this is stupid. Like, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you. So she bounces. Good for you. You're allowed to extricate yourself from a situation that you find unpleasant. I'm not even looking at you guys. I'm not even looking. So she goes upstairs and then Claire goes, oh, here's what Claire thought. Here's how it happened. She goes, I'm going to look bad now. I need to somehow save face because now I look like a villain. So I need to go and try and like do this like mature power, like confront confront adversity type play and she ends up coming off like a like a dumb child she's standing there and she and nikki's just like look you don't why are you here get out of my room is this your room and then it becomes this like i'm not touching you i'm not touching you did you pay for this me and i was like that's when i started texting you arden like this is insane she's a crazy person you're both crazy she's lost it okay nikki nikki okay for okay. as awful as you guys think she is, she did the mature thing. She was like, this chick is psycho. I'm going upstairs. And then she followed her into the room. Okay. And that's, an, that's okay. a crazier move. Well, this has been a delight. All right. So here we go. And then, he comes, <sighs> and then we get to the final rose ceremony. And he, how's that sweater going, Lauren? <laughs> and he. Have you not noticed what I've been doing this whole time? What did he do? So he cut Chelsea. He cut Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at, wait, what is Lori? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I remember doing that in fifth grade, too. I like that that was happening the whole time. We didn't, I thought you were just having a hard time getting your sweater off. I, I thought she was having trouble getting her sweater off. I was like, I think she's stuck in its sweater. <laughs> What's happening? Anyway, I just want to follow up on something that I forgot to say. Uh, that Claire actually, I think, is able to say, I'm just not being fake. So what she was saying, she wasn't trying to be passive aggressive towards Nikki. What she was saying was that she was disappointed that she got sent home yeah. and she was upset and she's just going to, she's not going to pretend like she's not upset. So the way she said it though was okay. real gross. Okay. Wait, wait, we are going to, we're going to wrap this down because it's already an eight hour episode. <laughs> so here's the thing. This so was now, like the best episode so far. It's been a great season and I have an email. So you guys, we get, we get so many emails about this. I'm just going to read you one. This is from Kate Favre. You can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. Juan Pablo season. I've been re-watching Juan Pablo season. Isolating tempted me to get ahead of you guys. I distinctly remember disliking him, but several episodes in, he's getting a good edit. He has had some actual conversations with the women about their jobs. He asks what's on their mind. He talks a good game. He does kiss them to get them to stop talking, though. But the show seems like it's actually attempting to build a real relationship between real people. I just find it a fascinating comparison to the shallow game show that has become. I absolutely adore your podcast. You have amazing guests. As a mom to a teenager, I didn't think Debbie could be matched, but darn it, if Spencer, I mean Jerry, is a damn delight as well. Thanks for keeping up the great work. Thanks for the laughs. Kate Favre, she loves you, Jerry. I love you too, Kate. How sweet is that? Um, Okay, wait, let's see. Uh, Oh, I'm going to hear, I'm going to read one more. 
This is from Mary Murray, podcast love and a request. Hi, Arden and friends. I've been an ardent listener after the, uh, to the podcast ever since after JoJo season when you had Wells Adams on for the first time with Steve Heitner, which is a great episode. I thought, wow, a podcast that combines The Bachelor with Seinfeld alumni and some badass comedians. This show is for me. Since then, I've convinced my younger sister to start watching The Bachelor franchise because of how hilarious your podcast is. We live in different cities, but FaceTime every week to watch an episode together and then text each other nonstop about your awesome show. You all are truly doing the Lord's work. I have to admit, in addition to sending you some love, I'm emailing with a small request. My sister, her name is Katie Riley, is an ICU nurse. Thankfully, her hospital has yet to be hit super hard by the pandemic, but she recently volunteered to exclusively work in their COVID unit. I'm so, so proud of her, and I know it would make her day if you could send her some love from your bunker in LA. She's the strongest person I know, but like so many of us, this time has been very hard for her. She so deeply cares for her patients, and it breaks her heart to see them going through this in isolation. She's my hero. Thanks so much for your consideration. Have a great day and stay safe. Best Mary Murray. Well, Katie Riley, Katie Riley, from all of us here, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We love you. We are cheering for you. We admire she's, you. She's our hero, for sure. Absolutely. We are just ding-dongs hiding in garages, and it's awesome. And we hope you're doing okay. We hope you're hanging in there. We hope this is just a nice distraction and this can brighten your week a little bit because I'm, I'm sure you're in the trenches right now. Anna. Yeah. Thank you for listening. I can't imagine that seems like um, a very uh, tough emotional place to be in, but thank you for doing what you do. Like we need more people like that who are willing to volunteer to work in these, uh, the COVID wings, if you will. And we're so grateful. And, and just to all of you listeners, like truly this is this, we were just talking about this before we came on, but this is always the highlight of my week. Um, it's, we love hearing from you guys. I love seeing my friends. It provides a sense of community and a distraction. And um, we're rooting for all of you guys and hope everybody's safe and sound out there. Um, and you can like us on iTunes. You can like us on uh Follow us uh, anywhere you do it. Jerry, where can people find you? I'm at Jerry Trainer on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Anna, where can people find you? I'm at Anna Hosnier on Twitter. Miss um, Katie, where can people find you? I'm at KT underscore money on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm at Arden Marine, A-R-D-E-N-M-Y-R-I-N on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I prefer Instagram. Um, and please follow me on Instagram. I've actually, because I've been losing a lot because of the teenage, the, like the 11-year-olds that stopped following me because uh, I'm not posting pictures of Michael Provost from Insatiable. So just help me stem the, the tide of losing the 11-year-olds. But, um, Jerry. I have a question. Yes. That speaks to this whole experiment that yes. we're doing. Yeah. Watching this old season. Yeah. Now that we have really gotten to know Claire. Yeah. What, how did she get picked to be the Bachelorette? I don't get it. Lori. Well, Jerry. Here we go. Here we go on our three. Yeah. Um, Let's get into it. Let's start back up. <laughs> so what, what, <laughs> what they've been doing over the... Uh... Start, start the boat car right back up. Let's get going. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, over the past few years, the Bachelor uh, contestants and the main role have become very young. 
And so there's been quite a bit of criticism around the age of the contestants and sort of the quality of the programming because, you know, it was so top notch during this time. Right. And, um, and so there were a lot of complaints and they wanted uh, an, an older uh, main main role. What's it called? What's it called? Hollywood people. Um, the lead. Oh, the lead. The lead. Yes. So they wanted an, an older lead. And Claire is good TV. I mean, she has been on three or four, actually four times on the Bachelor series or spinoffs. And she always brings drama, right? So she can carry a scene and they wanted to, to ramp it up and make it a little bit older. I'd rather watch Annalise. Well, I mean, and, uh, I don't know about that, but, uh, and also Peter's women, although very attractive, were so boring. I mean, who on Peter's season would be Kelly. able to take this? Kelly. One? She wouldn't do it. No. I mean, she's with Peter, but, but she, and it also seemed like the uh, production didn't really like her because she wasn't even invited to the women right. tell all. Or all she right. Really I'm going to wrap this up because, right, yep. because we don't want to scare everybody. But I think we got everything out. Um, we appreciate you guys. And uh, we will talk to you guys uh, later. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Oh, yeah. Going to get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this role? Accept this rose into your world. Oh. 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 This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.